0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for
2: details. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Beckton, ladies and gentlemen, human
1: beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Beckton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans... The Makai becton tape is for you.
2: Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder, trying to get him out of space. Oh, 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 Slopes a oh. tackle, and there he goes! Crowder! It's a foot race, and Crowder is in there! A 69-yard touchdown. Takes a shot. Hands Kelly Davis, wide open. Davis, still going, and he's in
1: for the touchdown he hit immediately q- when he got the handoff, you know and what? <laughs> the q Oh my gosh! Listen,
3: thank you.
4: From the playlikeajet.com digital studios, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter, at playlikeajet1. And I can't believe it. Training camp is finally going to be here tomorrow. Can't wait for that. But in the meantime, figured last second... Let's go through what really matters as we head into camp, which is the five biggest training camp battles, because there are going to be some very interesting battles, a couple of positions on the roster that are absolutely not settled, not even close, in addition to watching the rookies, which is going to be a lot of fun, Zach Wilson specifically, finding out Who takes the reins and who ends up the starter at these positions is going to be one of the most fascinating parts of training camp this year As it is every year And so to talk about that guy who made a video all about it on our YouTube channel And who does fantastic work there all the time As well as co-hosting Play Like a Jet Live with Clayton Smarslock Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock on U-Stadium Mr. Luke Grant Luke, what's up, brother?
3: Hey Scott, how are you going? I can't believe we're here. It's been such a a long off season. Obviously, we loved the draft, but that that dead period in between is is such a killer. And everyone's so starving for content, so can't wait to talk about camp, the battles you just touched on, and it's going to be an exciting couple of months. And I, I just can't wait for it to start.
4: I couldn't agree more, Luke. I love the fact that we finally have fresh football action to talk about. We had minicamp and OTAs, the draft, free agency, but finally now. We are going to get training camp, and then preseason is right around the corner in the regular season after that. So some exciting times ahead, and a lot of camp battles for positions. We know that on the offensive line, four of the starters, barring injury, are going to be set. Makai Becton will be the starting left tackle. Elijah Ver Tucker will be the starting left guard. The starting right tackle is going to be the newly acquired Morgan Moses, and the starting center... Is going to be Connor McGovern The right guard position though That's the question Alex Lewis Who was the starting left guard last year He is still on the roster After having taken a pay cut So he's in the mix To maybe go to right guard And start there Greg Van Roten Who is the incumbent starter At right guard from last season He was okay at best I'd say probably being generous If we say okay But he's probably the odds-on favorite just based on the fact that he started a significant number of games for the Jets there last year. Then you've got Cameron Clark, who they drafted last year as a redshirt. And this year, they were expecting him to step up and compete for a starting job. We haven't heard much about him, not even in minicamp or OTAs. What's the story with Cameron Clark? We're going to find out. Is he somebody that was a legitimate project that could turn into something Or is he going to be somebody that ends up washing out of here fairly quickly? That's something that training camp will begin to tell us. And then Dan, Mr. Fijine, he's here too for depth, but he'll be in the mix because it's completely unsettled. Nobody has a stranglehold on that position. So, Luke, you've got four guys, in theory at least, competing for this job. Break this down.
3: If we're going by best hair, Dan Feeney's got it easily. (laughs) Uh, Greg Van Roten's probably got the best name. But look, in all seriousness, this is just completely open, as you just touched on, Scott. Greg Van Roten being the incumbent, having that baseline level of play, especially in pass protection, I think it gives him the edge because – when it push comes to shove, you're after better pass pro than running game just because Zach Wilson is your most important asset and protecting him is going to be paramount to the Jets having success, not just in 2021, but, you know, throughout the next four or five years, hopefully. So I think that's the direction they're going to look to go. Cam Clark is just a wild card. I didn't expect him to start last year, but I expected him to suit up and to not see Clark dress in, I think, 13 out of 16 games was really surprising to me because even though he was playing tackle at a small school college, when you saw him on tape against the big dogs, like his game against Clemson in 2019, he was really good. And Clemson is obviously, as everyone knows, a powerhouse in college football. So he showed the ability and propensity to compete against top level competition. So then to not really dress uh, or be an option at guard last year for the jets with all the unrest and Alex Lewis going on uh, the non-football injury list and all that kind of stuff. He didn't even get a sniff then. So I'm intrigued to see what the future holds. Was that just part of Joe Douglas's plan? We're going to slow play him, and in 2021, when all systems are go, that's when we'll introduce him? Possibly. I don't know. And then out of the other two guys competing for the spot, Alex Lewis and Feeney, I think both of them are probably better in the run game. Alex Lewis is more of that mauler, um, create the space, a people mover in the running game, and he has some deficiencies in pass pro. And that's why I think right now they're not going to be the starters here. Feeney will obviously make the roster. He will be the backup center behind McGovern and also be that that swing guard kind of thing. So... Look, back to the original question, I think I agree with you, Greg Van Roten's the favourite, but I don't say it with a whole lot of confidence, I'd love to see Cam Clark start just because I like his mobility. I think what he can offer on both outside zone runs and pin pulls and also in pass pro, he's the most exciting option. Will it eventuate? I'm not sure. I think Greg Van Roten's the leader in the clubhouse, but I'd have Cameron Clark in second.
1: In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Play like a jet. Play like a jet.
4: Let's talk about the Will Linebacker spot, Luke, because there's nothing settled there. C.J. Mosley comes back after missing almost two full seasons, and he takes an inside linebacker spot. But the other spot. Is it going to be Jared Davis? Is it going to be one of the rookies they just drafted? Remember, the Jets really wanted to go out and get Keanu Neal. He ended up going to Dallas. He was going to be that safety-will linebacker hybrid. Now, perhaps Hamza Nasruddin, who is the sixth-round pick out of Florida State and has a similar skill set to Keanu Neal. Very possible that he fits in there. There's going to be a battle among the guys on the roster here. Break this spot down for us and how you expect the competition to go.
3: Yeah. So first thing I'll say is three linebackers on the field. You're probably looking at that in Robert Salah's defense, 40 to 55% of the time. I think Jared Davis starts at strong safety. uh, Sorry, strong safety. It's Sam linebacker. Sorry. um, Next to CJ Mosley. The other spot really is a story in three parts. I think you have the person on the roster already who's Blake Cashman and Cashman hasn't been able to stay healthy, but The fan base really loves his athleticism and some of the flushes he's had in camp and in the off season, but he's had some lower body injuries. He's had a shoulder injury and just hasn't shown it yet coming into year three. So I wouldn't be relying on him. And then the two guys, the jets drafted in that Keanu Neal type role and mold were Hamza, Nazrul and Jamie and Sherwood. The interesting thing to me, Scott, and we've touched on it before is, nasrildin is probably a better player i think 95 percent of the fan base like nasrildin over sherwood i think that's the consensus but the jets didn't think that way sherwood was drafted nearly a full round before nasrildin so maybe that gives you an insight on where the jets are at they're really interesting uh when you compare them side by side because nasrildin is more that rangy safety type that played there at fsu and has really good ball skills and he's athletic, and you just look at him and go, that guy's a specimen, uh, and that's what you want at the wheel linebacker spot now. Now he's coming off the knee injury that he you know, obtained in 2019, and that really slowed him down. So training camp is going to be especially important for him because if he can stay healthy and show that that knee is close to 100%, I think he has the inside track. But shifting across to Sherwood now, he's not that kind of player. He has some athleticism and some range. He's a former safety too. But his game is so much more predicated around the intelligence, great positioning, and he's a really good tackler. If you look at tackle percentage numbers and percentage of missed tackles in college, uh, Sherwood was one of the best in the NFL, in the uh, college football, sorry, at Auburn. So they're kind of different stylistically. I think both of them have an opportunity to play. And look, you talked about the right guard spe- spot being up in the air. I think this is the most wide open competition because there's no one with real NFL experience. Uh, you've got three to four young guys competing. And personally, if you want to say, what do I want? I want Dean to start. I think that would be exciting. He injects speed and playmaking at the position, but I have no confidence and no idea where this uh, Ulbricht-Sala defense is going to end up and who they're going to end up starting at the wall spot.
4: Luke, the running back position is wide open The favorite is Michael Carter The fourth round pick out of North Carolina Who seems to have the best skill set of the bunch And also the highest upside But he is a rookie who's going to be coming into the NFL And playing against NFL caliber competition for the first time Josh Adams has looked very good In the opportunities that he's been given with the Jets Also did very well with the Eagles I was surprised that they got rid of him When they did a couple of years ago He was their leading rusher, in fact, a few years ago And then wound up on the Jets And has produced pretty well when handed the ball Ty Johnson showed some positives last year Some real speed You got LaMichael Pirine coming back Didn't do a lot last year But was a fourth round pick So he should be in the mix And then Tevin Coleman I don't expect him to be the starting running back But he's at least going to have a shot He's a veteran who knows the system Break this position, down. It's going to be one of the more interesting ones, I think.
3: Yeah, it's funny because I called it a position battle on my video on YouTube. Make sure you check it out at Play Like a Jet. But I don't think there'll be an out-and-out winner. What we saw in San Francisco uh, with LaFleur and Shanahan was a running back guy by committee. And I think that's the trend across the whole NFL. Who will be in that committee? Well, let me start by saying who I think shouldn't be. Uh, And that's Tevin Coleman, who really struggled last year behind a great offensive line in San Francisco, but just couldn't get it done. He had one of the lowest yards per carry numbers in the NFL. And there isn't that excuse like what the Jets have with poor offensive line play. I think he understands the scheme. He's played here before. He can help the younger running backs, but I really hope he doesn't get many touches and then talking about LaMichael P. Ryan, I remember talking to you about it, Scott, after the draft. Neither of us really liked him coming out of Florida. I think he lacks a little burst. Between the tackles, he's not that put-your-shoulder-and-run-over-you kind of guy anyway, so I'm not huge on him. I think personally Josh Adams is the third best running back on this roster, whether the Jets will let it shake out like that i'm not sure but i like him between the tackles he has enough speed to win on the outside he falls forward every single time he gets gets that four to five yards and he can do a job view as a spell back but the two guys who i think should make the general uh, touches and have the most touches in the backfield in 2021 are definitely ty johnson and michael carter as you mentioned michael carter is a starter sorry, the favourite to be the starter. But I also think he's the most talented. We, we did a, a show on him a couple of months ago, Scott, and what really stood out to me with his numbers and looking at his athletic profile is his ability to, to, to cut off those big runs and those chunk plays. The Jets haven't had that at the running back position for a decade, even more than that, really. And his ability to create 15-plus yard runs, led college football in the statistic at UNC, it's impressive and i think it can carry over especially in a really favorable scheme here with mike lafleur then moving to ty johnson uh, it was late in the season that the the jets decided to start running behind behind Makai beckton and when they did and when they started moving away from frank gore and gave the touches to ty johnson you saw the running game explode and i understand the las vegas raiders don't have a great defense But he has that injection of speed, athleticism, vision, and that's going to project really well to this offense as well. So bottom line is, I think Michael Carter is the running back 1A at the end of camp. I think Ty Johnson is that backup slash 1B, Bilal Powell type, get that kind of workload. And then Josh Adams is the next best after that. Will the Jets coaching staff agree? Not sure, but I think the running back is one I feel most confident in where the most talent lies.
4: Luke, yesterday on the show, we broke down Bryce Hall and his 2020 film and what we expect from him in 2021. We do foresee him being the number one cornerback on this team, but that leaves the question who's going to be the number two cornerback, and that is going to be a position battle to watch for sure because you've got Bless Austin, who's got some experience, Javelin Guidry, who to me is really more of a slot corner, and we'll get to that in a little bit. And then, of course, you've also got the two rookies, Pinnock and Eccles. So talk to me about this one. Where do you see this position battle going? Who do you think is going to emerge on top?
3: It's a great question. Uh, it's probably the least talented position on the roster right now. I think that second outside corner, especially at what's a key position in today's passing NFL Bless Austin is a really interesting case study. If you look at his 2019 season, it was a little similar to Bryce Hall's last year. He missed a lot of the first half of the year through injury. And then he came in and did a really nice job, was good in cover two, But there were some little underlying issues that you saw on tape and you were a little worried about. And then last year, they all manifested and became much bigger issues. The first one of that we talked about on the Bryce Hall show a little bit was his tackling in cover two and cover three looks, when you're playing things in front of you, when he'd race up to the line of scrimmage, often wouldn't slow his feet down, didn't hit and stick, and he's an ankle tackler. That's a bit of a concern in a zone a zone uh, coverage scheme that Suller and Ulbricht will be running. So I have that concern with him. He was beaten in man a lot. He liked to grab and hold at the top of stems. So I'm a little worried about Bless Austin, which means, I guess, by process of elimination, you're looking at, for me, Brandon Eccles or Jason Pinnock. Now, early in camp, sorry, early in training uh, OTAs and mini camp, it seems that the Jets have been more impressed with Jason Pinnock and he's a little bigger, he's a little longer, and I think he's a slightly better fit to what Robert Sulla traditionally covers up the position. And if they want to play cover three, he's a perfect fit there. He did a lot of that at Pitt. If they want to do some cover two stuff, I think he has enough ability there as well. So while he mightn't have the strongest man coverage skill set, I don't think that's going to be a huge part of this defense compared to some of the New England schemes and Miami and things like that. So right now, if you're asking me, I guess, and I didn't think I'd necessarily come to this conclusion. I think Jason Pinnick is probably who I would start there. I have never seen him play live. I haven't seen him play in the NFL, but I guess that says a lot about the Jets corner position and really the unknown quantities they have there. And look, whoever they start, it's going to be a concern, but I'd probably start Pinnick right now.
4: Not much in the way of known quantities It's slot corner either And that's the final battle That you have in your video Over on the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel And the one who has emerged As the likely favorite Based on what we're hearing Is Michael Carter II Who the Jets drafted out of Duke In this past April's draft But then you've got Javelin Guidry Who in limited action Did reasonably well last year It would appear to be Carter and Guidry as the two top candidates, correct?
3: Yeah, I think that's definitely right. On the surface, I think you'd be really worried by the fact that the Jets probably had a top five slot corner over the last two seasons, and now he's gone and you have two relatively unproven quantities and commodities there. But I actually feel really good about the slot corner spot. I think Javelin Guidry showed enough last year. He only had like 150 to 200 pass coverage snaps late in the year, but I think he did a pretty good job. But in saying that, I am in love with Michael Carter and Clay and I always joke about it on Play Like a Jet Live, that weather Michael Carter, the second show. But his tape at Duke was so impressive to me and he's such a versatile piece, which is exactly what Robert Sala likes from his slot. He had KK Williams, K1 Williams there in San Francisco and he blitzed him a lot. He asked him to do some stuff in run fits, really good in zone coverage but also has the man traits. And that's what I see in Michael Carter. There are examples of him at Duke playing on the outside, a bit of bump and run or defending an RPO one-on-one against an outside wide receiver. He could do that. But then if you want him to play cover two eyes in the backfield, drift and, and kind of protect a zone on the field, play some cover, um, some cover match zones, he has that ability as well. He obviously played some safety in college in 2019. So he has some experience there. I just think he's this really interesting chess piece that when you combine him with LaMarcus Joyner and Marcus May, I feel really good about those three and Bryce Hall. While I don't think the secondary is going to be elite by any stretch of the imagination, I think those three guys, four guys, if you include Hall, I have some confidence in, and I think they have an ability to be the start of a, a building a nice unit here for the Jets in the secondary. Michael Carter second, really like him. I want him to start in the slot, and I feel really good about him.
4: Luke Grant, our man, breaking down the film over on the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel, and one of the videos that he has up is a short version of what we just talked about here on the podcast, breaking down the top five training camp battles as we get ready for training camp to begin tomorrow. Really looking forward to it. If you haven't seen the video, check it out, and check out everything else that Luke is doing over on the channel, in addition to his work Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock on U Stadium for Play Like a Jet Live with Clayton Smarslock. Luke, what do you have coming down the pike on the YouTube channel and what can they see if they haven't gone over there and subscribed
3: yet? So, what's coming up? I want to do a video on why I believe the Jets have a top 15 offensive line in the NFL. I've already done some breakdowns on Mikai Becton, on uh, Mogan morgan moses excuse me playing at right tackle so now i want to kind of bring it together and show why i think this unit has a potential to be really good in 2021 compared to that baseline level of play we've seen which is bottom five in the league for the last three or four years or really since nick mangold and to ferguson left so that's a video i'm really excited about um what's already up there there's a video on bryce hall on all the rookies you can find all 22 breakdowns there's three or four videos on morgan moses so there's so much content there make sure you're checking out paces playbook and all the different other kind of content shows we have over on the youtube channel starting to really get some momentum there'll be a whole lot of content over there during training camp talking about uh, opposing matchups for preseason games and what i'm looking forward to in those upcoming matches so subscribe hit the notification bell all that fun stuff and and make sure you're checking us out on youtube
4: Check out our YouTube channel Subscribe if you haven't already Make sure that you're watching Luke and Clayton Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock On Play Like a Jet Live Courtesy of U-Stadium And if you haven't given us a 5-star review For the podcast on iTunes yet If you could go ahead and do that for us Really appreciate it Easy way to help out the show If you like what we're doing Doesn't take you much time Doesn't cost you any money But it goes a long way to help us out So if you could go ahead and do that for us We'd be quite grateful And for the latest and greatest In New York Jets podcasts and content You know where to go that's Play Like a Jet Digital and PlayLikeAJet.com.
2: Step into the world of power,
1: loyalty